Welcome to Five Star Company Culture with your host, Josh Cunningham. In this podcast, we explore how culture is the key to unlocking massive profits and unprecedented freedom. Discover insights, strategies, and inspiring stories to transform your life and business. Here's your host, Josh Cunningham. Howdy and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Company Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cunningham, founder and CEO here at Five Star Company Culture. I've got an awesome guest for you once again. Today, we're joined by Paul Barron. He's the founder and CEO of The Wall Printer, which is a very cutting edge new technology solution that's taken the world by storm. And Paul's got all sorts of insights to share with you today. Uh, Paul was also uh, just recently awarded the 2023 Coastal Entrepreneur of the Year Award uh, for the opportunity that is the wall printer. So not only the opportunity at hand, but the culture that they've built there as well. So Paul, I'll let you take it over and give our audience a little bit of background story on all the wild successes that you've had over your short young career at this point, right? Well, thank you, Josh, on many, <laughs> on many levels with that introduction, uh, not the least of which is calling me young at my 72 years. I do have quite a journey um, that I've been blessed with. To um, It hasn't been a hockey stick trajectory, as many entrepreneurs and uh, business owners and even people in various careers and professions you know, look for. There's been its valleys. There's been its peaks. Um, the valleys I consider learning experiences. Um, not the least of which is learning what your talents are, um, what drives you, what gives you passion, and hopefully how you translate that into a company and the culture that a company is trying to build um, around its products or services or customers um, so that you can maximize the opportunities that are there for you and your employees and your customers, your partners, your vendors, shareholders, um, wh whoever um, is a, a stakeholder, as I call it, in the whole growth and process of your business, whatever that might be. And so I have been blessed by uh, learning uh, along my path. Uh, and that path has taken um, its uh, journey across various products and services. I've owned several of my own companies from restaurants and food service to um, software technology development, uh, I was a high school mathematics teacher right out of college, but very quickly went into the business world uh, with some retail shops, uh, some tennis sporting goods stores. Um, that uh, how I put myself through college was stringing tennis rackets. Mm -hmm. I kind of got hooked on the world of business and opened up a tennis shop uh, when I graduated and, uh, and then migrated into the world of business from that point on. Many times I would work for a company, try to get a feeling for how these companies grew, how they developed their own internal processes, cultures, um, whatever they needed to do to be successful, not only within their own um, board walls and borders, uh, but also what they were trying to do to accomplish the hopes and dreams and expectations of their customers, whether it was for a product, a service, software development, whatever that technology, whatever it might have been that they were doing at the time. And I've crossed many paths in that process. Uh, the last few decades, um, I founded my own companies uh, trying to represent uh, products that I thought had a very serious gap in the American marketplace, generally products from companies outside our borders. Uh, I developed uh, a market for some audio and video technology from Russia, uh, an Australian dog wash system, 
that I marketed and brought to the United States and ended up manufacturing here, um, providing a, a very innovative dog wash system uh, to uh, pet shops and community dog parks and things like that. Um, there was a Chinese headband headphone company, um, an Aust Austrian baby bottle manufacturer, all of which um, had various sales teams and marketing teams that had to be grown around it to introduce these products to our audience. And then developing and learning what the best cultures were to, inside these companies that I was building and creating um, to best articulate not only the value proposition of the product or service, but also um, that would enhance the lives of our employees and our partners uh, being the most important thing. Today, I enjoy a company that has been growing rapidly for the past three years. As I mentioned, I'm 72 years old. I'm not going to take your audience through the whole sorted path of Paul <laughs> Barron. Um, but suffice to say that this is probably my last hurrah. Um, and, uh, and I'm enjoying every minute of it um, because I do have a good team and a culture that allows everybody to cooperate with one another and with our customers to help them grow and achieve their goals in terms of delivering beautiful wall art um, through the machines that we manufacture and sell today. Um, they are, I guess you could call them uh, inkjet printers on steroids. Um, it's a $30,000 machine, not your $100 or $200 desktop printer. They're designed to put beautiful artwork onto walls, indoors and outdoors. And we have teams of sales, marketing, business development, technology support, customer service, and all of these teams have to work together in an environment or culture, if you will, that allows for uh, especially a new technology, which we offer. Uh, it's been around for about 14 years, but until I brought it here to the United States, it didn't exist. Uh, and so we're making people aware of this by communicating what its value is, what, what the benefits are. Um, how people can make money using these machines and how much they have to spend and what they have to create with their own employees and their own businesses and their, their own culture to, to really translate. Uh, the machine is just a vehicle. It's a, it's a means to an end. And that end should be just a, a wonderful, productive, profitable environment for people's families, employees, and customers. No, that's great, man. Uh, awesome. There's probably so much information that you have to share. Like you said, the, the the peaks and the valleys. You know, the peaks are always what what makes the uh, the introduction or the headline or the resume. But it's the valleys. Those are the places where the real lessons are learned. Like you said, and uh, you know the, the the struggles, the frustration, the growth, uh, the progress is. Um, I, I can't imagine how many different lessons and nuggets that you may have here to share. But the other thing that I think is really cool is this new, this project that you're on. You know, you said, you know, you're 72 years young. Uh, you've got, you know, plenty of gas in the engine and, and you're, you're very excited and enthusiastic about this, this opportunity and the culture and the team that you're working with to be able to help people realize, um, you know, like you said, it's just a means to an end. It's, it's, what is this, this feeling that people desire to have? I mean, you pointed it out already that the, the, the beautiful artwork behind you here in your office is an example of this, uh, the wall printer, uh, uh, what the transformation can take place. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit more about, you know, what are some of those transformations that you've seen uh, by, by creating this, or this organization? I mean, this is a product that uh, is, is new, it's cutting edge. It's, um, you know, it's essentially a problem that's being solved um, in a way that's never been solved before. So what are some of those transformations that you've seen starting this new team 
and rolling out and, and this, these services to your, your happy and satisfied customers? Sure. Introducing any product or service that's new and innovative um, it requires not only the time, talent, and treasure, I call it, uh, that are the ingredients to any company's success. Um, you have to have the time to devote to it. You have to have the talent and the various aspects of what it means to not only communicate or market a product and service, um, and then the treasure, of course, of the finances to be able to do this, to be able to pay your employees, to be able to feed yourself or your family, put gas in your car to get to work each day. Um, ultimately, that whole notion of culture, which may be an overused expression at times, I don't think it can, can be um, too um, impressed too much upon us as we venture into any area, whether it's an established product or company or something brand new and innovative that nobody's ever seen or heard about before, like the wall printer or the floor printers that we offer. Um, sure, we, we deliver beautiful wall art onto any wall, indoors or outdoors. That's the function of the machine. But who benefits by that? Um, there are other ways you can put on on walls. You can have an artist paint something. You can put a vinyl sticker up there. You can get a framed portrait or picture and put that on the wall. You could do wallpaper. Um, they all have some pluses and minuses, um, sometimes cost, sometimes um, just the effect. Um, but ultimately, you know, you have to be passionate. You have to be mm -hmm. passionate about what you do and what you're delivering. Um, you could always find a market and a customer for something. Uh, but to create that whole support infrastructure, that whole culture around why somebody wants something, uh, why they would want to use a wall printer or an artist um, or somebody to, you know, wrap their car with vinyl stickers or something, something our wall printer does not do. We don't do curved surfaces. We only do walls um, and floors. Uh, they don't have to be smooth surfaces, but they have to be flat. Um, we don't we don't do, like I said, vehicle wraps, things like that. Um, but uh, there's there's a place for everything. But but ultimately, it's that passion. You know, I've always um, I've always found a team. Um, that I could support or that could support me. So in those peaks and valleys, there are, there's plenty of stuff that I don't know. Um, most people don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's okay. You know, if you just keep putting yourself out there and you keep getting yourself involved with people, networking, um, you know, nothing's more important than relationships, whether you're going to be part of a company and its culture and part of a career for yourself. Um, all of these things are, there are very fine lines between all of them. And it ultimately comes down to the relationships you've built or you want to develop. Um, you know, there's the old saying, be nice to the people you see on the way up because they're the same people you're going to see on the way down. Um, <laughs> you know, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's it, well, nothing could be more accurate than that um, or closer to the truth, rather, um, because these, these are uh, the relationships that you're going to develop. And even if, even if some of your, your ventures fail because it's the wrong mix of people, or the wrong mix of the product and the people. Um, and the people don't, uh, you know, I, I always like people to, uh, you know, be in a role that they can achieve the most for themselves and for the people around them. And when you talk about a co corporate culture, nothing could ruin it more quickly than people doing the wrong things mm. uh, for the wrong reasons. Uh, somebody who thinks they're a salesperson, but, you know, they're really a marketing person. Somebody who thinks they're a marketing person, but they're really a technologist and they're really somebody who has more creative development kind of ideas and skills than the ability to communicate those uh, products or services to other people. You know, you have to find your own path or you have to be in an environment that allows you to be around people that will help you find that path. 
and what works best for you. And so, uh, you know, ultimately, you you must um, you surround yourself with the kind of people, products, business, culture, if you will, uh, that will let you thrive. And uh, and if you don't see that, and it's easy to see it, you're not happy at the end of the day. You're not anxious to get out of bed in the morning and jump at that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I don't really like using trite expressions, but but sometimes they're more appropriate than anything else. You know, things like if you're happy with what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yep. Well, um, I felt that way, even even on some of the setbacks or the, you know, some people might call them financial failures or personal failures. I always look at those as learning experiences um, because even, even if you... Um, you know, your, your business, Josh, you, you've got a lot of people marketing services and trying to identify customers for other companies. That's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. But you, you get a lot of people who are going to say, no, 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 I'm not interested. Well, no is just another step towards getting to somebody who is this is going to resonate with. And, it, yeah. and they are going to say yes. So it's not it's not a real negative uh, when you hear somebody uh, who doesn't buy into um, what you're trying to promote or uh, sell or communicate. Uh, you just have to keep putting yourself out there and again, surrounding yourself with people that let you thrive. Uh, that's the most important thing. Relationships of them are absolutely the most important thing uh, because you could also be a trusted resource to people. That's significant in a, in any company's culture. Uh, you may, uh, I may be the sales and marketing guy, but that doesn't mean I don't have opinions or insights into other areas. Um, you know, I, I, I went to school and graduated with a mathematics degree and uh, some level of computer science expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, I went on to be a business development director for a telecommunications company. And uh, I had to learn a lot about its products and the technology. And, and I could sit in a room with programmers, people who are much smarter than me um, in those areas and, uh, and, and know enough that if I was going to create a budget for a product and they would tell me that it would take, a year to develop this and a budget of $600,000. And I knew it would take about two months to do it and a budget of about a hundred thousand dollars. I knew enough. I knew enough not to be thrown out of a room and I could talk intelligently, uh, but I wasn't the one doing this stuff. Um, So it's important to, again, be a trusted resource, let people know that yes, you have a background, you have some insights that are valuable to them and the company, even though it may not be your responsibility for those things. And then of course, that goes with the stay in your lane attitude. I mm-hmm. always tell people all the time in my business, as well as other situations where I've been told this, you know, to accomplish the goals of the company, of the bigger picture, sometimes even though you may have talents that go beyond your role, you still should stay in your lane if that's what's in the best interest of the people around you, of the culture that's being created, because people don't like other people stepping on their toes, uh, but they do like having somebody who is an intelligent and trusted resource when they want to have a sounding board for something. So yeah. putting yourself out there, getting in the mix, you know, always being somebody who, even though I'm talking a lot in this conversation because you don't know anything about me and I want to, you know, share whatever might be beneficial to the people in your audience listening to me. Um, but listening is probably the most important skill set and to develop a good culture for yourself and for you, the people around you. Uh, being able to hear what other people's hopes and dreams and needs are is uh, equally more important than you being able to tell people what how much you know. Yeah, yeah. Now I think uh, w- one of the things that you said that it, that that uh, really connected with me was talking about all the all the no's that you have to get to to find a yes in any type of you know sales environment. 
And that's really where we derived our, our company name from, Rockerbox. We're a, a done-for-you inside sales assistant solution in the real estate space. And we help follow up with people's internet leads and uh, find out who's actually hot and motivated and needs the expertise of a real estate professional. And that's who hires us to give us that to give them that shortcut. And so we, we call ourselves Rockerbox. It's an old gold mining tool used to separate sand and gravel from those little flakes of gold. And in, in the real estate community, you know, a closed commission is a, is a flake of gold, you know, it's, it's a, it's a treasure chest to our clients. So that, that mentality of being involved in sales, being involved in marketing and understanding, there's a lot of no's that you got to go through to get those yeses. And then the other thing that I really liked, you talked about, you know, inspiring people to um, let their voice be heard to, to create a feedback loop. Um, one of the tools that we use at Rockerbox is um, called a mastermind. And it's not something that we invented. It became kind of famous when Napoleon Hill wrote his uh, classic Think and Grow Rich, but he talks about the mastermind principle where, you know, some of the most successful business people since the beginning of time all share that common denominator of having mastermind groups where they go with other people and they share ideas and they brainstorm and they move the group to new heights. So what are some some sort of specific practices that you've seen in all of these organizations that you've been a part of to where you encourage the team members, right, from every department to show up, to be able to contribute, to be able to lend their perspective and help grow the organization to new heights. What are some examples of that that you might have? Well, I can give you the most recent example, which occurred about an hour and a half ago here. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we we do a monthly lunch and learn, we call it, mm -hmm. uh, where we get the, the department heads from sales, marketing, uh, customer support um, and management. Um, and we even engage our interns because we have a, we do a lot of give back and I always employ interns from uh, the business school here in Wilmington, University of North Carolina. Uh, mm -hmm. It has a, a beautiful branch here and a, and a great business school and school of entrepreneurship. So I always have interns here every semester. But once a month, we get together like we did earlier today for lunch, uh, where we, we just have open uh, forum for uh, transparency and discussion on what's working, what's not working. Mm -hmm. um, what does the support team uh, get from the sales team? What are we saying to people that are setting their expectations incorrectly, perhaps, mm -hmm. where the product maybe doesn't do what we tell somebody it will do? Um, we, we certainly try to avoid that. But sometimes, you know, in a sales process, you, you get so enthusiastic and passionate about your products that you, you sometimes lose sight of the fact that maybe they're not going to be applied in certain ways to certain people. Mm -hmm. And when they, when they do buy into it and get your product and begin to use it, maybe their use cases will be different than what they anticipated. Sure. So being able to, to, again, have that line of communication across borders of your departments, um, from marketing to sales to customer support is critical to the success of a business. And we understand that. And, um, you know, we try to take in everybody's input. Uh, we do that today. We came up with three, four new ideas, which is what we usually comes out of these sessions um, where uh, we all understand what we have to do to improve upon something or make a change or just try something different. Mm -hmm. You know, just like in the marketing world, you know, you do a lot of A-B testing. Mm -hmm. You know, you take, you take a picture and you we take a video that we put up on YouTube, but we put a different message with it. Mm -hmm. uh, we see which one resonates more, which one better communicates the real value of what we're trying to accomplish or gets us the kind of customer we want. Just like you said, 
and I said about taking the nose, we get 150 inquiries every single day um, mm -hmm. through our social media marketing. Granted, 140 of those 150 are people who see it's not a $100 desktop printer, but a $30,000 <laughs> machine. And they say, no, that's not for me. I didn't realize right. that. I just saw a cool video that looked great. <laughs> well, that cool video got their attention, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the right tool for them to use for whatever they want. Sure. Some of those 140 people are people who say, not for me, but hey, I have a wall that could really benefit by having some beautiful artwork on it. Or I know an artist that this would be a cool machine for them to have, or mm -hmm. a photographer or a house painter or somebody mm -hmm. like that. Um, but then 10 of those 150 um, are people who, who aren't um, put off by the fact that it's a machine that might require an investment of anywhere from thirty dollars to $100,000 to create a really successful business and, and employ people and grow and, and take advantage of a new technology. And so those are the people we talk to and we create Zoom calls just like this or mm -hmm. invite them into our warehouse in Wilmington, North Carolina here to come take a look at the machine, kick the tires, so to speak. Let us learn who they are and what they're trying to accomplish to try to make a match there. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, if it's not appropriate for them, we want to know that too. You yeah. don't want to learn. You don't want to learn down the road that you've either sold them something that wasn't appropriate for them, um, or their expectations weren't met correctly. And that's another reason why this whole interchange of departments is really important. We want to make sure that what the salespeople are telling a potential customer is what they're going to, you know, they're going to get what they see. Yeah. Um, and and then the uh, that certainly. Uh, takes a lot of pressure off our customer support team. Yeah. When somebody does have an issue or a question, um, that it's really just a, a step in their growth process, not a roadblock put up to them where some expectation is unmet. Sure. Yeah. So lunch and learn sounds very similar in the style and format that we do our masterminds. You know, hey, what are we doing really well? Uh, what can we use some improvement on? Or what's the biggest ambiguity or inconsistency or bottleneck or headache that you have? And then use everybody's perspective, you know, because whether someone's been with us for a day or a decade, you know, everybody comes from different cultural backgrounds. Everybody has different life experiences, professional experiences. And so when you bring all the, the minds together, um, you know, it, it, it allows people to uh, achieve more together than they would have individually. So I love that. How often do you do that? It's a weekly or Absolutely. monthly? Monthly. We do monthly. That monthly. Yeah. 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 And then we do the same thing with customers. You know, we have, mm -hmm. we have monthly workshops where we invite them to, you know, what's going right, what's going wrong. What mm -hmm. do you need help with? What do you want to learn about? You know, we learn more from our customers than they learn from us. So yeah. It's one thing to tell somebody how to use a machine, but what are they using it for? Well, that comes from their customers. Mm -hmm. We're not a franchise system. We don't develop their marketing plan for them. We don't develop their website. Uh, we don't reach into their pockets for revenue. All of that is on them to find their local customers, which mm -hmm. may be residential. It could be schools. It could be restaurants. It could be medical offices, any place with a wall um, yeah. or a floor they could print on. So they're learning about who wants this by just making people aware of the technology. We make people aware of it to create a business. They make people aware for, of it to be able to actually put art on their walls. And so they're finding different applications, different needs, different surfaces. They have questions that go along with that and they come back to us and we learn or we try and we experiment and we try to make sure that the machines can do what they say they can do or we change our message accordingly. Yeah. So anyone who has a wall, anybody listening, if you have a wall or if you have a floor, which I would imagine is a, a majority of our listeners here, there could be an opportunity for you to uh, to seek out some of these solutions. So 
if someone wanted to learn a little bit more about the wall printer or, or some of the artwork or some of the, the, the resources and solutions that you guys have created, where would you point them? How do they get in touch with you? What's the next best step, Paul? Yeah, thanks, Josh. Um, so uh, we're happy to talk to people about the wall printer, of course. That's my current business. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also happy, as I said in this conversation, happy to connect and just help people build their network and extend my network. Never know who you're going to learn from and who you could benefit by being that trusted resource. So for the answer to your first question, you can just go to our website, thewallprinter.com. Uh, that's with the word the in front of it, thewallprinter.com. And you see a quick video, you'll learn everything there is to know about how the machines work. But if you want to learn more about the actual business opportunity, you just complete a little information request form. And then that leads to a conversation just like we're having. And we'll answer all the questions and we'll you know lay it out or invite you to come visit with us here in Wilmington. It's a beautiful beach community. A lot of people like coming to us. We service the entire North and South American markets. We have people every week coming to us from Canada, from the U.S., from Mexico, South America. So we're happy to entertain people here. Um, and uh, then if you just want to connect with me, I suggest going to LinkedIn. Uh, you could just find Paul Barron. And uh, again, I'm happy to, to talk with anybody. If you think there's something that you'd like to share or something you might benefit from or that you might benefit me, um, by all means, reach out and connect. Yeah, very great. I uh, see the the wallprinter.com uh, right here on the top. You've got your 2023 Coastal Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Uh, again, congratulations on that uh, um, award there. You know, we love recognition and, and rewards here. Uh, just curious, how do you, how have you in your past found out about all these technologies overseas? You just hop on a plane and travel the world and, and call it a business expense? Or is, it, is there like an online portal actually, of I, different actually, businesses? Actually, I've always... I've always, um, I've always enjoyed um, surfing the internet uh -huh. um, as long as the internet's been around because that's yeah. been developed through my lifetime. Um, but uh, most of the things I find is just really through searching. Um, that's 50% of the things. The other 50% is because as I mentioned, I'm 72 years old. I've had quite a few experiences. Um, I do have a reputation as being a kind of consultant to businesses that have products that want to find their customers, high value customer targets, or markets here in the United States. So I've been approached by a lot of people who yeah. wanted me to market their products. I stopped doing that a while ago as a hired gun. And I just, in my retirement years, started just looking for things that were interesting to me that I could get passionate about that could not only, even though I may not have needed the financial benefits that might come from it, I wanted to be able to create those opportunities for other people. And so when I would find a product like the self-service dog wash or like the baby bottle, something that was innovative, something that added value, uh, that wasn't readily available in the marketplace. Um, I might want to learn more about it and then actually take that product on or invest in the company and and see what I could do with it. Um, generally, when that happens, I yell to my wife and she's in another room in our house and and I say, hey, Maureen, my wife's name, I say, come here, take a look at this because I, I'm in my home office surfing for stuff all the time. And uh, when I'm not either on the tennis court or playing or swimming, which are my two sports, um, and she'll invariably not come in and see what I'm talking about, but she'll, <laughs> she'll cut up my credit cards and change the passwords on my bank account because she says, here we go. Paul's going to invest in something crazy again. Um, this time when she saw the wall printer, she was all in as was I, because we were just so enthralled by it. And so we, we did our homework and learned more. And I spent a year researching this, this technology to yeah. find out who were the players, what was the competition, what was the opportunity? Could I create business opportunities for other people? And could they make money doing this? And then when I, when yes was the answer to most of those questions, 
then I actually invested in, and created a business now for other people as well as my own employees. Yeah. Um, so that's my process. Um, yeah, hopefully that's... this is going to be the last one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is... Go ahead. No, that's, you know, that, that, that's it. I don't have a lot of, a lot of these left in me. It takes yeah. a lot of energy and time, but again, if you, if you, if you're passionate about something, um, you know, just try to do it. If it works, yep. it works. If yeah. it doesn't, trust me, you'll learn something and it'll get you closer to your own. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's a win or it's a learning lesson. Right. Um, and, uh, I hope, hope this story has been inspiration to anybody out there that, you know, we've got the world at our fingertips. You've got the answer to every question you could ever have right there after the WWW. And um, very cool and exciting that you've just used this, uh, you know, amazing new tool. Uh, not not so new these days, but it was, you know, a trans- transformation in, um, you know, the the market of how people buy and sell and, and, and communicate and network and connect with each other. And you've been able to use that as a, as a tool to be involved in so many different business ventures. So congratulations and good luck with the wall printer. Again, if you want to know more information, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the beautiful artwork right behind Paul right there. Uh, if you're listening, go to the wallprinter.com and check out some of the examples here. It's incredibly uh, interesting. I used to work at Best Buy way back in the day. And so I know all the inkjet printer language, you know, we used to sell people the ink cartridge and get them the USB cable and all that other stuff. This is like you said, it's the inkjet printer on steroids. This is a whole nother level. So if you're interested in learning more, theballprinter.com. Paul, it's been a pleasure having you here on the show today. Uh, to our viewers and listeners, uh, have no fear. We've got more awesome guests and incredible stories about entrepreneurship, company culture, and uh, really just like you said, finding that purpose and that meaning in the work that you do. If you love what you do, You'll never work another day in your life. Thank you for tuning in to Five Star Company Culture with Josh Cunningham. Embrace these lessons to elevate your business and join the ranks of thriving organizations. Stay tuned for more episodes. And until next time, remember, culture is the key to your success.